Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. We are here, back at the spot, the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp. The responses are never dull. Today, our wonderful guest is Sally Lassar. She's an author, a psychic medium, and a healer. I'm going to ask her about her story, her journey, her truth, and her book. She's going to read us an excerpt, Brains, and I am so excited because I'm going to get into the head of a person that's a psychic medium. You know, I think I have a gift. We all have a gift. But how do you tune it up? How do you sharpen it? How are you able to be that conduit of information, not only for yourself, but for others, and not be afraid of it and not think that it's hoo-hoo, okay? So we (laughs) want to talk to her about that and a whole lot more. Let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Sally? Hi, April. Hi, everyone. Hey. so So grateful to be here. Well, I'm grateful to have you. How do you show up in the world? Um, I show up with um, faith and trust and belief. And I show up with love and compassion. And, you know, with the childlike innocence to be a forever student of wisdom, I guess. Well, that's probably that's very philosophical. I like that. Uh, but, you know, to, to be childlike and whimsical is something that people take light of. And we should gravitate to that. You know, it's that innocence. Well, and I think it's the childlike innocence that allows you to grow, to just soak in new information, new wisdom. And to not let your own limiting beliefs and judgments take over. Exactly. So whenever whenever I feel that I'm being that way, I really think of the words childlike innocence. And I try to go back to that immediately so that I open myself up more in my consciousness to, to receive whatever I'm supposed to receive from that event or that interaction and or what whatever it is so I can learn from it. So let's talk about that interaction. When did you receive your gift as a psychic medium? Or when did you realize that you had intuitive gifts? Well, I think, you know, looking back, I had them as a child. I could feel energy like in my grandma's house. There we, me and my cousins would be upstairs playing, you know, cops and robbers or whatever the game was. And I would go into this back bedroom and I just felt this bad energy I can't explain it and then when I went in her bathroom which which was right next to that room I could feel it again and then when I would try to go down in her basement I would feel it again so I just would run out of those places and not think any more about it but then as I a funny story when my ex-husband asked me to marry him I heard this man's voice scream at me no 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 three times 
And I, I never heard anything like that. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking around and there was no one in that restaurant that could have said that. Ah. And then all of a sudden I heard my ex-husband say, well, are you going to answer me? Well, back then I didn't know what to do with a voice like that. Mm. I didn't, I didn't know I had gifts then. So, you know, needless to say, uh, life went on, but from there I was, I got in the mortgage business when I was very young and worked my way from the bottom to the top, you know, vice president. And I was president of the mortgage women's association and, you know, did a lot. And, but in 1999, I wanted to learn how to meditate. So I went to this bookstore that had an energy circle and I kind of called myself a dim light bulb back then because I didn't think I had gifts and, you know, I couldn't, quiet my mind or anything else but it was through that that my gifts just started coming through so fast and furious and one day I I checked out this little book called Jesus the Master Teacher and I read it and all of a sudden I had a vision of Jesus and he followed me around for three days straight. When I was in the car driving, his face would be in the sky. Mm. And he he told me, you've been chosen to write this book. And I'm like, oh, no, you must want someone else. You know, you must want somebody that goes to church every single Sunday. And mm. you must want somebody that, you know, finished their college degree. And I had all the excuses in the world of why I shouldn't be chosen. I mean, out of the gazillion people in the world, why did you choose me? And he said, because we want our words to come through the way we give them to you. Mm. So finally, I just said, okay, I'll be your typist. That was my way of saying, okay, I'll try it. And then from there, every night, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would go to my computer and I would hear him talking to me and it started out a sentence at a time. And wow. it was through this book that my spiritual growth just catapulted, you know, just one sentence at a time. And then as the book progressed, these new spirit guides would come to me. I never heard of them and I'd have to Google their name. <laughs> oh Lord, you had, to, you had to Google the spirits. That's, <laughs> I Googled the spirit and they were real people that were on the earth plane at one time. And then at one point, God actually channeled a chapter in this book as well. And you know, so all these were new experiences to me. I didn't know who these guides were. And, um, but I just had faith, you know, and I just listened and did you have faith. And did you struggle with fear? Because they come hand in hand, you know, the adversary is busy. Oh, tell me about it. Um, that's, that's part of our spiritual growth, isn't it? Every time we think we mastered something, I say, God raises the bar and, and, <laughs> And makes us move forward. And and that includes fear, you know, every single time. So, yeah, I had fear. And that's probably why it took me a whole year to write this book. Because, you know, it just took time for my spiritual growth. And plus, I was working full time and taking care of two little girls. And, 
and you know life and trying moves to on. process what's yeah. happening to you at the whole at the same time it's like okay am i having a meltdown am i having a, a a mental challenge am i really hearing this because a lot of times people confuse <clears throat> that well mother, and when i finished the book and i I'm sorry, go ahead. My mother had a spiritual awakening and it was, it's, it's, it's chilling if I told the story, but I saw my mother's body elevate, levitate in the air, in the back of a car. Uh, and she would call it her blessing. Afterwards, her whole demeanor, her look, her mannerisms, changed and that's all that she talked about well family members said oh your mother's done had a breakdown honey your mother done had this your mother done had that my mother financially lost everything that she had worked so hard for but you know what it was a blessing in disguise because she came back full throttle because she believed and she trusted, and she went by faith and not by sight and i was her cheerleader i was there hook line and sinker the whole time, but it is very, very frightening because we are living, uh, you know, we're energy matter living in a human experience in a meat suit. We don't know Absolutely. what's going to happen on the other side. We don't trust that like we should. So, you know, there was a, there was a lot going on. So you were going to tell me something. So you're exactly right, because at some point in my writing the book, my kids said, you've changed. And I said, I know I have. And I said, I'm much happier, mm. I'm much more at peace. And I said, I would think that you would want me to be happy. And so they just dealt with it. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago, actually, that my youngest daughter, I could see glimmers of that she was very accepting of it now, um, but still apprehensive. When I first gave a copy of my manuscript to my mother and my other four sisters, you know, one of them said I was a schizophrenic and I was listening to the devil and you name it. And, and I got chastised by that, you know, and it, that, that really hurt. And there's all kinds of people out there that, that don't believe and, and that's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's not their time, I guess. Or well, not their... I mean, you know, they they crucified and and persecuted Jesus Christ Himself. Absolutely. So to talk about little old me, you, and my mama is, you know, that's a mute point. Well, I always kind of say, you know, people either embrace the light or they attack it. Yeah, and, and they try to seems... dim your light. Yeah, exactly. So, but. You don't just talk about your transformation um, with your religious. Is it a religious doctrine? Are you practicing or or is it Christianity or is it metaphysics? Is it just uh, non-denominational? I'm just trying to get a feel for it. I don't think that any of it's about religion. Okay. You know, religion is... Um, different for every different religion, but I believe that there's a Christ consciousness in every different religion. And so for me, it's not about religion. I've known since I was a little girl that 
I was, I had a relationship with God and I didn't have to be in a church to have that. Amen. Because I've met, you know, God love them. A lot of people in church that aren't, you know, that don't have the kind of relationship I have and don't practice what they say they're, they're learning in church, you know? So they say that they are, they're at church, but they're not in church and we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Absolutely. So now you also have a psychic medium gift. What do you do with that gift? How do you channel that? How do you use it for good? I just, um, whenever I do a reading and also Jesus taught me how to heal with tapping into God's direct energy and love. And so I've got, you know, thousands of healing stories, but I just, you know, before I ever do a reading, I just pray that I am a pure and loving channel for God's wisdom and truth. And that this wisdom helps the other person move forward on their most profound journey and connection to God. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to necessarily say the word God, but, you know, you can call it whatever you want, the divine, the universe, whatever your name is. God doesn't care what you call him. My friend calls him Sam. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care what you call him as long as you call him. As long as you call so, him and you respect him. And so then I just, you know, let go. And, and I just feel that it's almost like I step away from myself. And then I just let um, spirit's energy come through me, whoever that is. And I, I can see, like, who's around a person, whether it be their family, their friends, their spirit guides, um, whatever it is. And then I just let them give the person the information. So now how do you do this? Do you do this in a meditative trance-like state? I'm just, again, trying to clear it. Do you use uh, oracle cards? Do you use tarot? Do you use meditation? I've uh, never been guided oils? towards um, any other modality. So in fact, when years and years ago, when Reiki was becoming popular, I say, I asked, what's Reiki? Because I had never heard of it. And they would just look at me and say, well, you don't need it. Mm. And so that happened three times. And finally, I said, okay, you know, can I at least know what it is? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so then I, then I figured out it was, you know, the same. They were connecting to the source's energy. They were just using different tools to get there. So, so tell me one of your success stories, you said you've got thousands of healings. Tell me one blessing that you were able to, to lay upon an individual. Um, this girl I know worked with in the same building that I worked with and we were friendly, but not friends. And one day she was telling me in the ladies room <laughs> of all places that she had a tumor on in her neck. And that she's had several tumors that had to be cut out over the years. And she just really didn't want to go through that again. And so I said, you know, would you be open to me helping you with that? And I told her that, you know, I was a healer. And, 
And I would be happy to do that. I said, I don't have to touch you. I don't have to be in the same room with you. You know, I can do long distance healing. And so that night I did, I focused on her and I let God's energy come through me. And I saw God just wash, pour energy through her and wash whatever was not meant to be out of her. So it was a couple of days later, she went to her doctor and they did some more testing and the tumor was gone. And what I didn't know a few days after that was that I heard her talking to some other ladies and she said she was telling them about the story. And what I didn't know was that she had several tumors in her arm too, and they were gone too. So wow. that validated that energy washing everything out of her. And then I found out later that this was a genetic disposition in her family. Her father had that and they just produced all these tumors in their body all the time. And so that was, that was a miracle. It was a miracle. And I think every, every interaction is a miracle. And I'm just blessed, you know, and I always give the glory to God because I'm just the vehicle for his love and energy to come through. And I'm blessed, blessed to have that. What have you done to <clears throat> heighten your awareness, heighten your skills? You know, it, do you work with a mentor? Do you have a spiritual guide? Um, again, like I said, we, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the church, people go to church absolutely love it you know i love it too but uh it depends on on where you are how are you fed how are you keeping yourself sharp it's a lot of responsibility it's a lot of uh emotion you have to be an empath because you have to feel people's energy but it's also draining sally <laughs> i'm telling you <laughs> sometimes it is and you know we always get to a point where we expand and grow you know we can we become complacent and a couple of years ago I broke my shoulder I was working 10 hours a day in the mortgage business and I broke my shoulder in my own kitchen and I just kind of shut down I had been doing meditation classes for 15 years and readings um you know on the side and and I just shut everything down so last year I hundreds of people lost their jobs where I worked and God just knocked me over the head and said you need to get back into it you know you need to get back on your mission and purpose you need to you know finish writing these books we have lined up for you and you need to to get back in it so um what I had to do was release I had to learn how to release some old stuff out of me because not only does our energy, energy is so powerful and we don't always realize how our thoughts become embedded in our bodies mm -hmm. and old traumas or old things that might've been said that you're holding on to. And even though you learn how to forgive, it doesn't always happen all at once. Sometimes it just happens in pieces and particles that you have to release this from your physical body. 
So I had to do a lot of releasing from some old traumas, some old uh, relationship where, you know, people took my work and um, before I felt that I was clear enough to, to get back into it. So it was a lot of work, a lot of emotion. Yeah, it, and it is. And you recognize that. And you did the work. A lot of people don't do the work. So let's talk True. about the work of the book. Let's see the cover of it. This is the cover. Let's see. That is beautiful. And this was a vision that was given to me when Jesus brought me the book. And I went through several different, um, you know, artists that were professional artists. And not one of them could come up with this vision. So finally, Spirit told me, you know, you're the one that's supposed to paint this cover. And I thought, well, why didn't you tell me that to begin with? <laughs> uh -huh. Let me see it again. <laughs> so you so, painted the cover of that. Wow. Yeah. So the bottom is done in acrylics. Hmm. And when I got to this guy, I never worked with acrylics too much. I, you know, all through my childhood on up, I... Um, painted and did crafts and stuff like that but of course I've never painted anything from a vision and and I never had a vision before that anyway and so I did the bottom and I got exasperated because I couldn't get the acrylics to blend the sky right and so then I took a oil painting class at my local art league and I did that. And there were a lot of tears shed over that painting. Mm. Um, a lot of tears. And it took me almost a year to finish that. So so do you have um, it proudly framed on your wall? Yes. And so the flowers, it's called Treasures from the Universe. And the flowers mm. are my favorite flower, stargazer lilies. Mm. And the gems in the middle are symbolic of the gems of wisdom mm. within the pages and you know the rest is just a beautiful depiction of the earth you know the mountains the sky the sun the grass you know the Nature. energy of the earth yeah Absolutely. exactly so would you be kind enough to read us an excerpt and tell us a little bit about what you're going to read us yes um, this book was completely channeled, and this chapter is called Love, and it was channeled by Jesus. And just so you know, Jesus says my children a lot because we're all children of God. So he, he calls us all my children a lot. So he starts out saying, love, my children, is the universal language. There is no other communication more profound than love. We have spoken about love before, but we want to emphasize this energy to you. This energy of love is so powerful. If the energy of love was entrapped in a casing, such as a neutron bomb casing, it would travel around the world 67 times before it would waver and fall to the ground. Do you realize how much energy that is? Many scientists would spend many hours trying to figure this one out. Love energy has the most power and takes the least amount of energy to produce. That is a proven fact. It takes less energy to give love than it does to give out negative energy. Love helps your body become healthier and negative energy 
deteriorates the body. This is also a proven fact. Check it out with the medical fields. Also a proven fact is that prayer given with love can help heal. Negativity and hate will destroy. Isn't it a proven fact that stress can produce, produce negative consequences on the body and mind? We know this is true. This should prove to you all that our thoughts are things. This is something that I say all the time. Thoughts are things, and as you think, so you are. What happens if you think loving thoughts all the time? You can't imagine the good things that would come to you. We know it's very hard in this negative planet to think only loving thoughts 100% of the time. If you could devote a good percentage, say 85%, what would your life become? We can tell you. You would be happy most of the time. Very little would get you down. Negative thoughts and actions would not be part of your thinking process. You would be healthier because the negative energy would not be destroying your body and your mind. Think about the people you know. How many people would you really want to be around on a full-time basis? What happens when you're around negative people? Your natural reaction should be that you want to get away from them as soon as possible. You would not want to be around that person for very long. How would you feel after you'd been with that person? Would you feel drained? Most of you do feel drained after they have been with that kind of person. Negative en energy can be very draining to those who do not know how to train themselves to keep their loving energy inside themselves. What this means is that if you are a loving person and exude this loving energy, the negative person is usually drawn to you. They are drawn to you what they lack in themselves. As they are with you, they draw your energy to them. Of course, you can send them your love and prayers and hope that they will learn their lesson of negativity. You know, and what you could say, I want to say amen to that because I am in total agreement. Um, they suck the air right out of the room. You know, they're spiritual vampires. And, but people a lot of times don't even realize <clears throat> that they're doing it. And when they it's don't. brought to their when they when it's brought to their attention, they feel that they're being picked on. They don't receive that. They don't know how they show up. That's why I like to ask people, how do you show up in the world? A lot of people don't even identify and recognize that. And there's so much chaos, so much anger, so much mayhem that love is the ultimate weapon. Brains, it is your shield. <laughs> but I'm gonna be honest with you, Sally. I struggle with unconditional love, okay? Uh, I work with and, and, and pray that God give me the agape love that he has. Because my love is conditional. You come at me twisted, <laughs> okay? You try to hit me or mistreat me or steal from me or hurt my family. My conditions on loving you has changed. It really has. Now, I'll care for you and I won't hurt you, you know, intentionally but i will defend myself to the very end and i won't fool with you i will cut you off so you know when i have to stand when i stand before god you know peter's gonna pull me to the side and have a little talk with me <laughs> and tell me that that's not gonna go on up there but the lord knows my heart and my intention and i am a giver to a fault you know i saw a, a young man uh, yesterday 
me and my husband going in the grocery store and it's about to rain here. And I knew that he was unsheltered. He was playing his guitar. And I said, you know, he's trying to get some money and everybody's walking past him like they don't see him. And we came out the grocery store, he was gone. And I had, you know, nice little something, something for him in my hand. And my heart was beating all fast. And the Lord said, seek him out. He's in the shopping center somewhere. So I told Mr. Magnificent, that's what I call my husband. <laughs> I said, Mr. Magnificent, I said, drive through the shopping center. I got to find him. I got to find him. And we found him in front of the 99 cent store. He didn't know I was looking for him. And he was strumming his guitar. And I went like this. And, um, you know, I, I told my husband, I said, you know, give him a little love offering. Give him a blessing. Gave him a blessing. And he looked down and he saw what it was. And the first thing that came out of his mouth is God bless you. God bless you. He wants me to be blessed because I was a blessing to him. Brains, be a blessing. Be a blessing. You know when somebody is downtrodden. Look at Sally gave her gift and, and healed this woman of everything that she was going through in her body. She didn't know this woman. You know, you can see, you can hear, you can touch, and it will come back tenfold. Don't do it with the intention of reciprocity. What am I going to get back for? Do it because it is the kindest thing to do. Wouldn't you agree, Sally? Absolutely. I used to work for this man that was very prideful that he was a, a mean person. I won't say the word, but and one day on the way to work, I said this little prayer. It just kind of came to me. And I said, please, God, let me find love in my heart for those who would choose to hurt me. Mm. And it was such a powerful prayer. And then I would send love to my workplace for everyone. And because you have to remember that your energy and your intentions are never wasted, even if you don't see the validation of them. So, yeah, I get that. And I've had similar situations with homeless people, too. Um, and I've had, you know, a few of them say, God bless you, you know. The first, the, that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth is mm -hmm. not thank you or, ooh, goody, or this, that, and the other, but God bless you so that you can continue to be a blessing. Well, Absolutely. you have been such a blessing to us here on the edge. And I thank you. And my brains thank you. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, because again, you are a giver. You're not hoarding your gift. You're not just using it for you, but you're using it for the betterment of man and womankind. And brains, there's going to be skeptics. Absolutely. But you know what? You don't know what you don't know. So try <laughs> tried everything else. You tried all the ugly. You tried the manipulation. You tried the control. You tried the drugs. You tried the violence. Why don't you try love? Why don't you try God? Why don't you try Sally? Give her a call. Aww. How to get in contact with you, Miss Sally? Uh, you can email me at uh, Sally Lassar, L-E-S-A-R, 88 at gmail.com. And I'm also on Facebook. Just search oh. for my name. Search for her name. I'm going to put all of her name uh, and information and the book. You can purchase that on Amazon. Let's see it one more time, Sally. <laughs> there you go there you go treasures from the universe okay that's all out here brains all right that's you that's me that's in our hearts go like love share and subscribe like love share and subscribe 
on the edge to get all the information that you need to get full, to get fed, some soul food, some real food, some love food. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Sally. Thank you. Bye. Love night. you.